Greetings and welcome to GAMF in what is going to be a new mini sub-series we're calling GAMF First Halves. Um, the intention of this is we're going to put out a few episodes that are us talking about the first half of a series or something. Um, mainly because we have a few of them uh, stored up and uh, we talked about this in particular, uh, which was the first half of uh, season one of Star Trek Discovery, uh, which we spoke about last year when it uh, when it premiered um and uh, yeah uh, enjoy uh, but before uh, you start enjoying the actual substance of this this uh, wonderful discussion that uh, Mark and I are going to have I uh, just want to say hello to Simon and my best memory my my enduring memory about Simon uh, who listens to 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 Gamp on occasion thank you very much by the way um, is of him reaching up in front of my car and have with fake blood on his hand during that uh, that scene that we shot in the lane by by the farm uh, for um, Lost, not the the TV series, obviously uh, the short film that um, that uh, uh, of Marks that, we, that Simon and I both worked on, and uh, and then uh, Simon's uh, proceeding near hypothermia and uh, and almost seeming to die. Because it was, oh, I don't know, four in the morning and we've been shooting all day and it was pretty chilly. Anywho, on with the episode. Thanks for listening. This is Gamp. Remember, the tea is silent. Okay, so the next thing that we're going to talk about is the, in my neck of the woods, CBS All Access online only series, Star Trek Discovery. rest of the world gets it on netflix which i must admit i'm rather jealous about because um i have to pay an additional 4.99 a month to get access to it and that's with ads which 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 is really annoying um so uh, but uh, but everywhere else it's on netflix without ads i would have to pay 9.99 a month for for it without ads but anyway that's a minor crime. wait run that by me again 4.99 a month uh, for cbs all access which is their streaming service but the four ninety nine a month only buys you a subscription like uh, like a Hulu subscription where you get limited ads, but you still get ads in in the in the show. You get like a minute and a half worth of ads every twenty five minutes or something like that. Right, um, so it's like Channel Four's streaming thing here. Oh, is it really okay? Four OD or whatever it's called. That, that's an old name. All four now, but that's four. still free. But you just oh. you pay because you with your time. Okay. Um, I don't think they did even do an uplift where you don't get ads. That explains uh, okay. why these shows are formatted with breaks for ads. Yes, yes, and and, and uh, the first two episodes were shown on real CBS over here. Okay, well, at least the first one was because they did a, a no. Well, I think it was the first two because they did uh, unless unless it was a, it was a kind of like a bait episode because I know they did the first two were released at the same time and then beyond that it's been weekly uh, until the mid season break. Which is where we're talking up to. This is meant to be a Correct. pre-return thing, but it's actually going to drop probably after. Most two of the of second series second has actually gone yeah, out. Yeah, um, 
and uh, and I've got about two thirds of the way through the latest episodes in uh, latest episode, and you're about a third of the way through, I think. Yeah, I watched the start of the uh, the post yeah. the return episode or whatever you yes, want to call it, episode yes. ten. Okay, so um, <clears throat> do we want to go through it chronologically, or do you want to uh, talk about some feelings about uh, or thoughts 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 about it to, to set the stage a little bit? Um, I mean, you, you've you've watched Star Trek in the past, but I don't think you would consider yourself as as kind of big a follower as, uh, of Star Trek as I am, right? I uh, I watched a lot of it in the nineties, mm-hmm. um, so I've seen all the Shatner ones. Uh, I've seen all of the Picard ones at least once. Um, the movies, I watched you mean? some of Deep Space Nine. I watched okay. some of Voyager at the very beginning, and after a while, I was just like. See, I think because I'm a few years younger, it was right around that Deep Space Nine Voyager part where I was like, yay, Star Trek! And that and it really sucked me in. There was definitely a point where I realized I liked William Shatner more than I liked Star Trek. Interesting, because I, I'm actually not a big fan of the original series. I, I've, I've tried on several occasions to, to rewatch the whole thing, and, and I just find it a little bit on the tiresome side. I enjoy it, but, but I much prefer Next Generation and the Rick Berman era. Um, which I did ever send you that, that I did, didn't I? So, so I, I randomly took a quiz off of Facebook. It was, uh, which Star Trek ship do you, would you belong on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it was just like, you know, select this. And, and one of the questions was, uh, select the, the biggest enemy to, in the Star Trek universe. And one of the options was Rick Berman. And it made me all like, no, I like Rick Berman's output aside from most <laughs> of Enterprise. Um, but it's funny because I, 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 up until maybe two years ago, I would have said that Voyager was my favorite, going kind of against the grain. Uh, but I've since rewatched uh, all of all of Next Generation, all of Deep Space Nine, and all of Voyager. Holy shit! You rewatched all of them. I all? rewatched all of them. Yes, it took it took me about a year to watch all of them, just kind of here and there. Um, and I would wow, say, boy, that that baseball episode of Deep Space Nine's a golden, yeah, golden piece <laughs> of the era, isn't it? Wow, what a, that and the news, the, the, whole, the civil rights newspaper episode, uh, or like, uh, they're, they're, they're not great it's a magazine episode, you know? They're okay. I don't know that one. Sorry, I, I only saw the baseball one or part of it for the first time last weekend because my brother and the kid were watching. Oh, really? Okay. And I was like, this is this is not good. It's not great, is it? No. <laughs> uh, but I would I would say now that Next Generation's probably on the top. And followed, oh, okay. followed by Deep Space Nine, just above Voyager. But they're 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 kind of tied. There are episodes of Voyager that I like Take better. That, uh, um, Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> Take that uh, guy who played Chakotay. Take that Harry Kim. Garrett Wang. Garrett. Take that Garrett Wang. Oh. Robert Duncan McNeil. <laughs> yeah, Robert Duncan McNeil and uh, um, Tim Russ. That, uh, Tim Russ. Oh, poor Tim Russ. You've really let him down. <laughs> Take that, Robert, Robert Picardo. Um, sweet, sweet gremlins too. Robert Beltran. That's Chicote. Is that the guy who played? Yes. Uh, no, who did he play? Chicote. Chicote. Mm-hmm. Take that carpeted silver weird bridge. Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan. Yeah, I gave up even before she came into it. To me, she's dark skies. She's dark skies. Yeah, we discussed that before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I was deeply into all of the '90s series. I, I tried to like um, Enterprise and failed. Uh, although succeeded in in some respect toward the end, I think the last season it actually got a lot better. Um, but didn't lo- didn't love Enterprise. Like the like the premise, but the, the results uh, wasn't a big fan of. Um, for no adequately pin downable reason, quite frankly. 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just—I I suppose I preferred it when, when it when we went into the future rather than went back into the past. And this is this is why I had a bit of a problem initially with the concept of discovery. I was like, how are we gonna do this? And then the way—the answer to that question is, we're gonna cheat. <laughs> That's how they did it. They cheated, aesthetically at least. How? Oh, because they because just did whatever the fuck. Because, yeah, they just did what they wanted, and it looks like a J.J. Abrams film. And that's something interesting to point out, is this doesn't exist in the J.J. Abrams, um, what's that called? The There's the Prime timeline and then the Kelvin timeline. The Kelvin timeline is the Abrams movies. Does it or doesn't it? Because... It doesn't. We got into this on text. Yes. But surely that universe forks off at the moment Kirk's born, which has to be before this. Yes, but but they have said this exists in the Prime universe. Okay, but they don't follow through or with that. Or does it? Or they Episode nine. They don't follow through through with that with a the um uh, the the visual style of it and 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 be like consistency with the, the Klingons. The Klingons are so completely different. So there, there's there's yeah. there, there, there's a lot of inconsistencies and in where this slots in makes no sense in terms of if you were to if you were to be a giant dork and watch it chronologically from. You know, the very first episode of, of TOS to the very last episode of Voyager, this would be a big outlier. And you'd be like, why does it look like 2017 in this one all of a sudden? Yeah. And the but, 90s in these ones. Okay. Because that's when they were made. Like, it's fiction. Right. I, don't, I, no, I don't have a problem with it. I, I, I really don't. I, I Initially, I had a reaction. Don't I, you? No, no, I, I really don't. When I first saw it. You're going to say don't you again, weren't you? Uh, when I first... I just when, decided to somehow hit the mic with my beer. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, when it first came on, I uh, I, I thought that... So I th- I, there was a, the... Uh, there were like some teaser... Some te- there was some teaser footage uh, that was released months and months and months before it came out. And it was just a shot okay. of, the, of the ship. And I really like the design of the ship. I think the design of the ship is really cool. Uh, apparently, it was a rejected design for the Defiant, I believe. Um, uh, Gene Roddenberry didn't like it, so it's actually an old design. It's not. It's not brand new. Um, it's an. It's adapted from some concept drawings from which way back Defiant? When. The one from Deep Space Nine? No, the Defiant from um, from the original series, which okay. is a trip that gets caught in the mirror universe. Um, okay. Uh, and so it was originally, or oh, I think I think I'm getting that right. But anyway, even if I'm not, who cares? It was. It's, but but I really like the look of the Find ship. Find us on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of thought thought, well, this is this this is going to be cool. Um, and when when the the show opened, I was like, I had a bit of a reaction, and I had to kind of catch myself because I thought this doesn't look right. This 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 doesn't look like it's going to slot in. But then I thought, never mind. They're just kind of going, we're making a Star Trek series now and we're going to make it look how we want it to look. And if you've got a problem with that, get out of here. So I was like, okay, I'm along for the ride. So I actually love the way it looks. I think it's, it's gorgeous. The, the graphics are pretty. The uniforms are fine. They're not my favorite. They're a bit, they're a bit too much like the Enterprise jump uh, boiler suits for, for me. But in general, I think it, I think it looks great. I think it's, it's, aesthetically, it's a fabulous looking show. Yeah, I can't really argue with all that. Occasionally, it'll go a bit TV for me, and I'm a bit like, eh. but it's it's definitely trying to be that cinematic, floaty, yeah, kind of. We're on canted angles, and we're going to do this, and yeah. oh look, here's a lens flare or whatever, you know, like That's not true. as bad as maybe the the recent movies have been, but 
no that's that's i think you're right there but it, it is it is going for that you're right i agree and and yeah. and yeah like i said initially it was it was it was it threatened to be a problem for me but i i kind of caught myself and decided to to not make it one um because i think it, if they had tried to make it look like pre-kirk era or uh, that's that's when it's supposed to be isn't it? it's pre-kirk era original series time right 10 years i think before 10 years before the, before the, Kirk and Spock, before the before the the original mission, yeah. Um. So yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so, so so I mean, they could have gone full sixties on it and had toggle switches and flashing lights and shaky sets and all that kind of Here's shit. Some stupid fucking buttons. Yeah, Enter, yeah. energize or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But and you know, like bits of old IBM computers nailed to the wall and stuff like that. But but they didn't, and and I and I think that that takes some some kind of courage and bravery, which I which I enjoy. I think it would be even braver to make the show that looks like the stupid shit stick sixties show, <laughs> but do it seriously. Yeah, do it do it completely straight faced. Yeah, I think that would be kind of badass actually. Yeah. If someone was like, "No, we're going to do this." Mind you, that's kind of what the Orville is, I suppose. But we'll get to that. Which I still haven't seen any of, unfortunately. I've been very interested to see I, what you make of it. Try episode three. Episode three. And okay. Just start there. I would really like. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to watch it and just it just didn't find find the time. Unfortunately, I'm vaguely up to date on what they've been showing here of okay. it. Um, Where are they showing we'll, it? There, it's on Sky. Have a Fox channel. Oh, okay. And it's on that, I believe. And it's uh, I I watch it through my my phone or the TV if I want to on Now uh -huh. TV, which I have a subscription for, which is like Sky's streaming. Right. Um, Their basic Netflix. Movie. Yeah. Attempt. You know. Yeah. Okay. There's a thing called Sling here, which is similar. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what are your? I mean, given your past with Star Trek, what were your feelings of it when you watched the first couple episodes? Oh, they were rough. So rough. Yeah. I struggled. It wasn't until episode five that it even mildly got me. Really? I, I, I was around episode three. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. No. I I have notes on most of this, but I'm. I remember those first four describing them to Pete as a slog. Oh, that's not good. And uh, but episode five I really liked, um, mainly because of its beginning and ending. But oh, is like that I, is that the introduction introduction of Mud? Uh, uh, yeah, probably Dwight was Schrute. actually because it was the the prison one. I think. Yes, yeah, it is, it is, it is. Yeah, yes, that's but the it wasn't Mudd actually the middle bit. I could have just done without, but the it was the beginning and end with the with the tardigrade stuff. Oh, I love the tardigrade that, that I could have uh, that I really really liked. But I, I'll, I'll get to that in my notes. Okay. Um, so, but want, the, uh, we could just start at the, at the first episode if you like yeah but we don't have to be that linear about it no I mean, no otherwise we'll be here for nine episodes worth which Good is point. like almost i don't know eight hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but no i i probably would have stopped watching uh if we weren't going to do this okay i'll be honest because i i quite frankly didn't really need I, it well i had to catch up today and 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 i i did a little bit of self-reflection as to why that was and it's because it didn't hang on to me. Um, okay. I, I was kind of pumped at the end of the second episode. I was like, oh, I, I, where, where, and I think the end of the sec second episode is where Michael, Michael Burnham, the main character, has, has, has fallen from grace and, and we're, we're getting into the real story. And we're meeting Lorca and all those sorts of people. Um, See, like, I would have cut all of that shit and I oh, would have really? gone in episode three. I would have done little flashbacks. Oh, interesting. Rather than tell, rather than tell that whole, like, awkward she's origin. a mutineer arc yeah. origin like preamble uh -huh. i would have jumped in and i would have had people tell that story so you would have started with her in the 
the prison ship or whatever it was. Uh-huh. And you would have had me like, oh my God, you're that one that did that. And yeah. then start having it drip in. Sure, yeah. Because then the audience could make it much worse. Well, you don't even have to show flashbacks then. Okay. But you can have her as this disgraced thing and have 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 her sort of um, have audience education by reputation. Yeah. Okay. So it's other people's like, my God, she's that one. You know, have that be the thing and people be... <gasps> That leads to intrigue. They're quite cool with her quite quickly. They are that, and that leads to intrigue. You're right because as an audience member, you're kind of going, "Oh, what did she do?" Yeah, what did she do? And I think audiences would make it worse than it actually was. Yeah, definitely. Because the shame is all on her. You know, she was, although what she did in the end was 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 uh, resulted in in something bad. She was following what she thought was the right thing to do. It wasn't like she was being deliberately. Uh, malfeasant or anything, you know. She wasn't. She wasn't trying. She wasn't like actively trying to be a mutineer. Yeah, I think it kind of lets her off the hook a little bit as it goes on. I mean, there's not a lot of characters in here I like. No, no. Uh, Tilly, um, do you like Tilly? Is she the autism roommate? Yes. She's she's okay. I like that she says fuck. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of shocked me because it's Star Trek and it's six thirty on a on a on a, on a you know a, a BBC Two type thing. So when when she's like, it's fucking cool. I was like, oh, ah, okay, I like this. And it, actually, that was it. The was it that episode, the, the third episode that was was really bloody as well, where, where they find the other ship that's experimenting with the spawn drive, and they uh, and they find all like the, the curled up corpses and stuff, and it was. It was kind of oh, graphic. Oh, I think it is. Yeah. yeah but where they find the tardigrade or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ripper, I think is what they call it originally, isn't it? But yeah, I think but they do, then, yes. then they start referring it to as the tardigrade, which I love. I mean, I, I think tardigrades are awesome. So I'd love, I'd love to think that the hero of this is, is a tardigrade for, for a part of it, at least. It's probably and... one of the, him and Lorca are probably my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. But what do you think about, um, I was called Nigel Havers. What the hell's his name? It's oh, not, uh, it's not uh, Nigel Havers. Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. What do you think of Jason Isaacs? He uh, does it pretty well. I think the costume is a bit tight. <laughs> like enough. I think it makes him look kind of skinny rather than commanding at times. But then that's, that's the like, it does that for a lot of people depending on their frame. Yeah. So I yeah I don't know I I don't know I've got notes but I'm actually right now I, I'm struggling not to be negative about it. Okay, no, that, that's that's fun. Be honest, I, I'm I'm uh, that, that's kind of the point of this. So so, uh, did so you did you watch it? Did they they didn't release it in like a big dump over there? Did they? No, uh, one a week because one, one of, week, uh, same they, as were, here. they were following CBS. So it came out like if it came out on a Sunday over there, it came out on Monday here or something. Right. Like that. Okay, that makes maybe sense. Tuesday. I forget. Yeah. Okay, but I was way behind for a while. Like yeah, I, me too. I caught up by about episode five, and then I, I only watched the last few over the last week and a half. Or so. Okay, yeah, um, I, I realized that I'd watched up to episode six and and not beyond that. And uh, this morning, and so I watched seven, eight, nine, and most of ten to this morning. Oh goddamn! Okay. Um. But uh, but I, so the the thing that's a little bit different to this is is uh, in comparison to other Star Trek series is although you've always had a focus uh, uh, in terms of character like Picard or Kirk, it's always felt much more like an ensemble and they've tended to tell the stories of the ancillary characters as well or or stories centered around them at least. So like think about yeah. Next Generation, there's a few episodes that are focused on Data and a few episodes that focus on Worf and Geordi and those sorts of people and a few uh, focus on Troy and Crusher um, and Riker, in fact. Um, 
this is very much focused on Michael Byrne. Harry Kim. Harry <laughs> There are a couple of Harry Kim episodes. <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay. Those must have been rough. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's like two or three where um, he volunteers for like the mid shift, which is, you know, like the night shift on the bridge. And he plays his clarinet on the bridge. Awkwardly, awkwardly dubbed in clarinet. Sorry. Yeah, it's a bit painful. <laughs> hey, kids, it's 45 or 44 minutes of Harry Kim playing clarinet tonight. <laughs> Tonight at eight, Harry Kim's on Dark Watch. <laughs> I think one of them actually is not called Night Watch. So, oh, anyway, okay. um, but but th that's not the case with this. Although although we're getting details of the other characters like Lorca and and Tilly and um, Suru, which just sounds like someone saying Sulu in an insulting Japanese accent. I thought. Um, oh dear. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, the the the, uh, the the cantankerous um, genius doctor whose name I can't remember right now, and uh, and his his fella, um, it's mostly focused on on Michael Burnham and the tortured soul of of this human who's been brought up in a, a Vulcan society to Spock's parents. That's fair, but I think it kind of caps that by episode nine. So I think that's essentially the first act. Okay. I, I'd be very interested to see if it kind of spins out Breaks beyond out that. from here. Like, yeah, I hope so. well, I would think so. Um, like, I thought, spoilers, I thought uh, they were going to kill her in episode nine. Oh, interesting. Like, maybe I hoped they would. Um, <laughs> she's not especially likable. Yeah, no, she's not. And the Ash guy is just kill him. I mean, come on. Like, Ash guy? Um, the the boyfriend love oh, interest yeah, yeah. soul okay. sure sure I thought they were going to kill him or one but it's a bit like Jumanji in that respect actually I, th I thought like they were at gonna different kill points him. I thought they were going to kill different characters like I thought they were just going to clear the dead wood yeah and it would be almost like um <clears throat> what's the way to describe it like uh I thought like they were a gonna, kind of uh, like war movie series where like uh, okay. characters no one's safe you know yeah like, yeah like this a, is about them but Game of Thrones other people yeah, yeah yeah Game of Thrones or there was a series in the nineties called T Tour of Duty that was about Vietnam. Okay. But I'm pretty sure constantly killed its main cast and replaced them. Huh, interesting. Um, but yeah, it was going to be kind of that thing. So you'd have like episodes about these characters and then it'd be about the ship. But the yeah. ship would be a rotating kind of core of people. Okay, interesting. I, I, I don't think we're there yet in terms I don't, of I don't think so. TV. No. Um, yeah, I, 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 in, it's Tyler, I think is the name of the, uh, the, the Ash character that you, that you mentioned. Is, it Tyler? is that Tyler? Ash Tyler could be his name. Maybe, like, yeah. He, I, I, I thought he, I thought he was going to die when he got all PTSD in that episode nine. Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought, I thought that the admiral was going to come out safe with them, and and he would be dead on the ship on an exploding ship or something like that, having come around and 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 finally, you know, got his. Yeah, I wondered if he was going to blaze a glory, you know, to save yeah. them, or whether she was going to blaze a glory, or whether you know, I don't know. At different yeah, points, I, I thought thinking. they were going to kill different people, and I was okay with all those deaths at that point. Because <laughs> really, they'd kind of capped off uh, Michael Burnham's arc as well at that point. Slightly artificially, I think. Okay. What did I write for that? Uh, artificial feeling wrap-up to arcs, but I don't mind it, was my note. Like It kind of okay. felt like they tried to cap it, because they suddenly... 
the Klingon dude in that episode had her like Giorgio's badge. Yes. Which I didn't really get that it was her badge until the last minute. Um, I thought, I thought it was the Admiral's. Actually, badge, in actually. in that episode, I thought they'd pulled a Dobby. Um, so you know when when she grabs the badge and beams out, there's like a yeah. slash. And I thought I thought it was going to cut to like her on the bridge, and they were like, "Yeah, celebrate, we got back." And then it, and then she'd be in the corner bleeding to death. Yeah, she she <laughs> just a just a like a a, a, a splurgy puddle of blood just lands on the on the transport. Just <laughs> she lands in two halves in two halves, and then a big splatter yeah. of blood. <laughs> yeah. And then just the George O bag goes ping 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 ping. <laughs> Splash, splash, splash through the blood. I thought they were going to kill Stamets as well. That was the other one I thought they were going to kill. Which one's Stamets? The your, your um, engineer dude. Oh, okay, yeah. The, the, I the, thought he was going to die doing guy. that one last jump. And okay, yeah, I thought yeah, so. I too. liked him. He was all right actually. He's on my yeah, list of people. He's I didn't good, mind. especially when he was kind of. I'm drunk and uh, I'm weird, Stamets. I've got yeah. I'm all full of spores or whatever. There's more of that to there. There's more of that in, in episode ten. Um, if you haven't got there yet. I can't remember. Don't stab me with a battleth. Oh no, no, I haven't. Then yeah, the, I think I, I, where I finished on episode ten is um, boring love interest Ash Tyler man yeah. uh, going like I don't think I can do it, and everyone's like you can oh. do it, and then he does it, and I was like stop. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's like there's nothing really happening here. Yeah. Um, um, it's indicative of like those first two episodes aside, which is preamble. It's indicative of a thing that happens in comics where it's all about getting to the next issue. It doesn't resolve anything. No, that's true. It's about filling time until you get to the next thing. And a couple of episodes here would leave you hanging and then not address what they'd left you hanging with for a whole other episode. Yeah, that's true. And it's kind of a weird like attempt in modern TV to kind of just fill time rather than we've got, hey, we've got all this story. We've got nine episodes of great story. Yeah. Occasionally, there just feels like an episode that should have been somewhere else. That, so they do not... that when when the the admiral lady gets kidnapped by the Klingons in that yes. sweet like they you know thank you for hosting the peace talks kill them all we're yeah, going to yeah. kidnap you and then the whole next episode is them on a fucking planet that's true <laughs> like, that's true dealing with Willow the Wisp <laughs> it is Willow the Wisp isn't it yeah. um, and I was just kind of like where's the fucking that's know? not new though that's that, that I mean I agree with you and it's and actually during my rewatch of the of the other series it that that kind of thing crops up particularly badly in in deep space nine and in the oh, yeah. in the later seasons of deep space nine where they where they've got this whole dominion war thing going on and it's the cardassians and the founders and the uh other folks or the, uh, the i forget what they're called but anyway it's them against the federation and um uh there's there's all these episodes with epic space battles and stuff and we're on the brink of destruction they could come through the wormhole any time and take over the the alpha quadrant from the gamma quadrant and then there's but an let's ep- play baseball exactly exactly right, okay. exactly there's, there's that, and so that that happens and and I, I think a lot of people thought that uh with it being having been take out of the hands of of, of berman uh, at the end of enterprise that that sort of thing wouldn't happen anymore but it just seems like it okay. is it is happening to, in a different way, kind of, because it's not as there's nothing as light and airy in in this show as there was in any of the '90s series, even even okay. Enterprise. Um, it, it's got a, a distinctly darker tone, um, and but 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 it's it's clearly not immune from that. And I think the the one of the big problems that I have with it is it, it falls into the same trap as. Um, as the the J.J. Abrams films in that it kind of 
it's shifted what Star Trek is, even though I think it's trying to be a bit more true to it. And, and it, because of the type of ship that that um, that Discovery is, this it's it's probably a um, like a black ops type ship. Um, it feels like we're dealing with a bunch of warriors instead of a bunch of explorers. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I would. I would counter that with the excitement they had about the overlapping 3D maps of wormholes and multiple dimension bullshit in yeah. those last couple of episodes. That's that true. kind of got you back towards that kind of exploration kind of thing. Yeah. But then you have um very, very angry Vulcan Admiral guy on the phone true. who's kind of telling them to get back to murdering everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. So angry for Vulcan. It's so he weird. really is, isn't he? Which again goes goes along with um with the JJ stuff because you know Spock isn't really Spock in those movies. Fair. Yeah, fair. I um I don't know. I feel the need to defend it now. We've just said that because there are <laughs> bits I liked about it. Oh, there are bits that I liked about it too. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I don't know where to start. Actually. I like Stamets. I think Stamets and his whole like uh, husband slash lover thing yeah. with the Doctor are pretty cool. Like I kind of like that. Sure, yeah, I like the fact um, that they, they didn't make a big deal of it as well. Because no. a, a few people who are maybe uh, more—I don't know how to put it politely—less uh, embracing of uh, different lifestyles over here. I've started calling it SJW Trek, Social Justice Warrior Trek. And they're like, oh, it's just a big, like, uh, furthering of the liberal agenda kind of crap. They're, they're going on with that tiresome rhetoric that they've just heard from someone and repeated. Um, and I don't feel like that's the case at all. I think having a, a, a woman as, as the, the kind of the primary protagonist is, is great. Um, but also, you know, there's a female primary antagonist. And then also there was some rumor that, that, that flying around, oh, there's going to be a trans character in it just to show. It's like, so what if there is? This is Star Trek. It's all about acceptance and and just like, okay, this is a lifestyle, but it's normal. Um, so, yeah, I I had a bit of a bit of a hard time with with some of the, the reaction that, that, that has has come out around. Uh, around this show um but i, I think every, everything as far as that goes has been handled pretty nicely yeah i i haven't read a great deal around it actually i'm sure there's a lot in uh, phil's facebook group about it but um but no i liked i liked all that i liked the world it set up i just didn't necessarily like the people who inhabited that world yeah i suppose Fair enough. um uh saru's genetically engineered to feel threat thing was a bit silly yeah um and then in one episode it doesn't happen and then in the next episode it happens again and i was kind of like well where was his threat ganglia then you know yeah. <laughs> um why didn't that set it off um oh i i like the whole black alert thing i don't know why but i like black alert yeah I, that that kind of ties into wider star trek stuff and the, the speculation oh, that this is a section 31 ship um, Section thirty-one being a kind of like uh, semi-rogue, um, do it at all costs, intelligence, dark kind of side to Starfleet. Okay, um, that's popped up throughout the the various various different series in the, in the nineties. Um, 
I don't so know yeah, the, of that, but okay. Yeah, there's there's a there's an, there's a there's, there's a, an episode of um, uh, DS9. In fact, a, a, a running string of of uh, comes back a few times where because uh, you know Julian Bashir in that episode is like genetically engineered, illegal genetically engineered guy, and they keep trying to recruit him. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, there's 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 a there's a, a theory or at least um and and intimation that uh, that it, this might be a section 31 ship but i'm not sure that was kind of what i was thinking to be to to, to begin with but I, as it's gone on I, I don't think it is and if it is it might be like this is the start of section 31 rather than it being an established thing already it was okay. there was in in the episode in episode three i guess it would have been where um burnham's being brought onto the ship there's a close-up of one of their badges and one of, and one of their badges has a black insignia on it and that was. Oh, I remember that actually because yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. It was shiny yeah. and black. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's yeah, kind that, of. A hint. It was one of the kind of bastard squad with their guns. And yeah, stuff, one of the, the yeah, yeah one of your stormtrooper kind of guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, stormtroopers, yeah. death, death, death squad, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think what I've got on uh, notes wise that's worth even saying. Do you, the, do you do you like her as a character, the Michael Burnham character, even at all? Do you find it? And um, I don't find it very interesting. I, I I want to. Like the premise is kind of interesting. A human. It's it's almost like the the, the flip side of of Spock, or or, or like Worf. You know, actually, because Worf was uh, Klingon brought up by human parents. Right. It, it, she she's uh, human brought up by Vulcan. Yeah. Or, you know, brought on Vulcan as a Vulcan. I get what they're doing with her, and there was a point in probably episode seven based on these notes here where they had a chance to really do something with her and it gave almost gave her an emotional breakdown yeah and they didn't do it and then they they almost had that moment again in episode eight and they didn't do it hmm. and then i was just like you're never gonna do it you're just yeah. gonna it's 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 not really about anything it's just she's gonna keep going back to being the kind of robot and yeah yeah like like the, the kind of the fighting of the um the klingon they're not Klingon, sorry, the Vulcan programming and, and the way she, you know, she naturally is human, the emotions and stuff. It feels like there's about to be a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that respect, I think the, the bloody big bang theory has done more emotional development than this show ever will. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, I, I don't mind watching her. I mean, I don't mind watching unlikable leads. Fair enough. And she was very good in, in um, walking dead. She's oh, actually from The Walking okay. Dead, and I liked her in that a lot. And when she was going to be the face of this, I was kind of like, "All right, nice," but it's just kind of like it doesn't really just kind of do anything for me. Like all the more interesting stuff is at the fringes, yeah. And that's why I was kind of like, "Yeah, killer," and then you know, move on to some of those other people. Yeah, you're right. The the incidental stuff is what I found most interesting. And and I, one of the things as a Star Trek nerd, one of the things that I'm interested in is finding out how they're going to tie up the whole spore drive thing and, and tie that into the rest of the universe, because obviously this is a radical new way of, of moving around. Um, and, and how they're going to kind of like, and that's why I think this might be like a, like none of this is on the official record. I think that's how they're going to get out of it. They're going to see this is a, 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 all of the commanders that we see in this and all of the admirals are actually not, not operating within the, standard federation or starfleet uh leadership structure and they're a splinter section 31 area and that's why the spore drive is never discovered or or talked about later on because it was a failed experiment and and i think the way they get out of this show and tie it into the rest of the universe is um this never happened 
according to yeah, i get that yeah yeah which feels like a bit of a cop-out it's a bit of a jj you know uh we rewrote history kind of thing uh, but but because it's a dead end it's a timeline dead end but it gives you an opportunity i suppose to do something in the traditional uh canon later on that refers to it maybe i don't know no i get that, that i mean that's where i just looking at my episode five notes here like other than the the pre-title sequence on that is a, is just a perfect exercise in cre- creation of empathy, I think. Okay. Uh, which is all the stuff with the tardigrade, and then the uh, the the hook of that episode for me, which I've written down here, was that it it does make you think about the future of the show and how, like, did they ever find another tardigrade? Yeah. After they're sort of killing that <clears> one, and and or does that is that where it dies because you can't do it without one? And they're kind of like, no, this is where we draw the line. Right. Could be. Which is kind of like loosely in line with what you're saying in terms of like how how does the future become the future and like how does how do you get to like 50 years of star trek or whatever we've had now if this is the point or are they just like or i'm wondering by the end of episode nine and and the bit i've seen of 10 whether even if we're if we're going multiverse whether the other fucking spore drives blown up Uh so and they've (laughs) taken the only one out of the universe into the mirror universe yeah yeah so maybe they just never build another one maybe they never get home maybe this now maybe after maybe. nine episode forks off and does its more interesting thing discovery voyager could be yeah maybe yeah. they never get home or maybe when they do get home it's fucking past picard time or yeah you know they could do anything they want to now if if they want to they could they could um but the chances are by the end of episode 10 and they probably are home. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't completed episode 10 yet. I'm, like I said, I'm about two-thirds of the way through. But um, I don't know. It kind of feels like they might be staying in, in the Mirror Universe by, by that point for, for, for a couple, is it, is couple episodes. Is it definitely aligned as the Mirror Universe yeah. with, the, with the beards and shit? Uh, haven't seen any beards yet, but there are... Uh, I believe in uh, the last Mirror Universe episode that I watched was uh, one of the... Uh, Deep Space Nine ones because they they go okay. they go to the Mirror Universe in a, in a few of those episodes, and I think they they refer refer to it as like the Terran Empire, and that's what they call it in this as well. I think that's what they so I think it's the oh okay so there's there's linked yeah. you know um, not necessarily uh, um, overt but there's enough to to point that way yeah yeah okay. the idea that 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 Earth is is not benevolent or hasn't evolved the way it did in our universe to be this kind of like you know altruistic egalitarian society that wants to explore and make friends with everyone it's the opposite it's a xenophobic warmongering evil conquering empire type society that wants to just sounds like the universe in discovery generally yeah (laughs) yeah kind (laughs) of so they must be right at home (laughs) that's why i was wondering whether or not they were kind of going to go like rather than the first moment in that first uh, recent movie where they were just kind of like, okay, we forked off. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like when they were going to take a couple of episodes and then they were going to go sideways. Okay. And then they can do whatever they want, but the chances are they don't like, it's probably not that well thought out and they don't really probably don't care that much about what fans make of it because they probably know they're going to keep coming back. Um, I think it's going to be a fiddle. If it, it, I think they, because they, they have they've made that declarative statement of where we are in the the Kirk, the original Kirk. We're in the Roddenberry, the prime timeline. So the yeah. it, the way they're going to allow themselves to be, cre- be creative and not be forced to tie into everything, I think, is going to be a fiddle, like I mentioned earlier. 
Yeah, I mean, and they did do a nod to that, didn't they? Because um, in the weird uh, Groundhog Day episode, yeah, which I quite enjoyed. Ha- I, I aside quite from enjoy modern music, I didn't. I, I like it I, in my Star Trek. I like it when they have silly, plinky, plonky future music, not modern music. And it was all not contemporary to Whitecliff Sean. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was too. It was too contemporary to our era, and I was like, ah, no, stop yeah. it. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of agree. But it did. Uh, it took me a few of the flashbacks to get it, but it was a disco. Yeah. on disco oh i didn't even get that you're right it was a disco on disco and i was kind of like ah oh, it's disco on and disco. It, if they're all getting drunk then they were going to be stds on std they were there was a lot of like kissing and fun there and, you know they'd yeah. cut to people and they'd be like the girl with half her face blown off with the guy you know from the bridge or whatever in the uh, background wasn't yeah there? yeah exactly and, and who knows what what kind of diseases ash got from that klingon when he was her sex slave yeah, I got a note on here that just says Klingon prison rape. <laughs> yeah, that's dark. It's yep. really dark. Yep. And I, I think I got there about four episodes before they bothered to tell us. Oh, really? Huh. So, yeah. Where, where's my... Hang on a minute. Let's see which uh, yeah, episode. I, uh, well, so the episode that he's introduced in, it, it kind of... Uh, that was when I figured it out. Episode five, yeah. It's yeah. note one, two, three, four, five, six. Klingon prison rape. Captain yep. has taken a liking to me, is what my note says. Yep, yep, yep. That was when yeah. I got it too, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, what were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, just that, that Groundhog Day episode was, was kind of a fun oh, yeah. I like the way he, the way Harvey, uh, Harry Mudd, I always want to call him Harvey Mudd because I want to, Harvey Dent, uh, anyway. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he, 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 I like the way he mixes up the way he, he kind of announces himself a little bit. The way when he comes in the, at first in the space whale in, in a spacesuit was pretty great. Just starts killing everyone. Yeah. But wasn't the ending to the episode like horribly and completely unsatisfying? Oh, now he's stuck with the woman he ran away from, and we're not going to press charges for him multi- like murdering hundreds of crew members time and time again and trying to t- trying to steal our ship and sell it to our mortal enemies. It just says ending is a bit soft, is what I've got, <laughs> I've got in there. So that makes sense there. But yeah. that was a tie into the original series, and they only show it for a brief second. But the, um, I think the Baron or that ship or something shows up because that weird ship that just looks like a, looks super a busted 60s. chandelier yeah. is super 60s. Yeah. And that's a tie into the series. I think so, I swear yeah. I remember that ship. I didn't go looking for it, but well, I think I, I remember that ugly thing. And they only show it just like fucking off so you don't like question how bad the model looks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, in, in, I think in the first episode that um, there's that episode where they go into the, like onto the space station where Mud's supposed to be and they're looking for him. Um, and uh, and it, it kind of oh no 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 wait a sec <laughs> wait a sec I'm mixing I'm, I'm putting a Deep Space Nine episode in my mind that's that's that I was about to say I've no, no. idea what you about. <laughs> Do you remember the episode of Deep Space Nine where they where they like awkwardly put everyone in to a, a 60s episode and they cut like Kirk and Spock in and they've time traveled back and there's Dax in the short little skirt and stuff with the tribbles. Yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. It's, it is, it is the trouble, the trouble with tribbles, but there's a time, like a time travel aspect to it. The time travel with tribbles. That's probably what it's called. I like that at some point, one of the, I think it was the captain had a pet tribble. Yes, he did. Didn't he? Yeah. The very, that's yeah. one of the very first, it was probably episode three. Uh, looking for my notes. It was, it was episode three. Petrol was my last note on. Yes. After floating Klingon exposition ship. <laughs> they they seem to, unless I missed it, they seem to uh, kind of cater to Nomuria, his eye problems. No, That's... it's actually brought back real late on. Okay. Um, and I kind of liked it. Did, did I make a note of that? Must have missed that. 
Um, I might not have made no. No, I've got one that just says in episode nine. I've just got one that says drops because just before he blows up the Klingon ship that they knows there, mm-hmm. he puts them in so he can watch it. Oh, okay. Huh, that's because cool. it's going to be real fucking bright. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he turns around, he puts his drops in, like, oh, they haven't mentioned that in forever. And he puts them in, then he turns around, he watches joyously as this thing just fucking explodes. <laughs> the, the, the the death ship or whatever they called it. The um. Yeah, the ship of the dead, I think. That's like it. That. Yeah. Um. What do you think of the Klingons? They took a big left turn with the Klingons. Um, in episode two, I have a note that just says, is the Klingon the same? The Klingon is not the same, no. Yeah, the Klingon is not the same. I put Klingon as well. Like, it's the Klingon. Not, uh, <laughs> um, Excellent. But I I don't know. I don't really care. Like, I okay. thought the suits were all cool. I thought, like, the makeup effects was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like, would you have them do, like, wharf style? Or would you have them do kind of... Um, like the the boot polish. I think herein lies the 1960s. problem. I think yeah. herein lies the decision. But they they were like, we cannot do boot polish people, and we can't just do black guys because in 2017 that shit don't fly quite rightly. Yeah. But they can't do uh, wolf style head ridges because it doesn't match with the timeline, and there's all, and that's been referred to in later episodes where I think uh, I think. I think it's actually in that episode of uh, that I was just talking about where they go back in time and there's some Klingons like making trouble in the bar and uh, okay. and someone's uh, one of the characters I forget who it is someone maybe maybe Odo says like where are the Klingons or it could be no I think it's I think it's actually Chief O'Brien it's like where are the Klingons and and Wolf's like over there and uh, and he's looking around he's like where it's like th- them at that table and. Then he asks him, well, what happened? And and, Wars, and the, the way they get out of it is he says, we don't discuss it with outsiders. What'll it be, boys? And don't ask for Raktagino. If I have to say we don't carry Who that one more time. The Klingons. Klingons? Over there and over there. Those are Klingons? All right. The boys have had enough. Mr. War. They are Klingons. And it is a long story. What happened? Some kind of genetic engineering? A viral mutation? We do not discuss it with outsiders. Nice, nice touch. But this they've got very yeah. ornate. Like I like the fact that the one dude, the kind of greeny one, who had his painted thing. And there was the al- albino uh-huh. one, albino rhino. Um Yep. At the start, yeah, yeah. and um, I kind of liked uh, what was the guy who yeah, kicks it all know. off? Like the Stalin, not Stalin, the Lenin kind of guy. Takuma. T- uh, kind of like or, that, and I kind of yeah. liked how everyone who came after him was trying to pervert what he'd done, and it really did make yes. me think of sort of communist Russia and the kind of selling out of an ideal kind of thing. And I, I right, take it in my direction, exactly. My, my and I kind of dug that, and. and the yeah. same with Laurel, is it when she kind of is just like take me to your ship, um, yeah. and I kind yeah, of I yeah. kind of dug that. I kind of dug how infighty it got quite quickly, and how there was the the uh-huh. um, the kind of concept of honor changed quite quickly. Yes, it did. There's even a reference made to that where uh, in, in I think in episode nine where um, uh, Burnham says to to. Cole, I think is the name of the, the red paint guy. He says, 
says uh, says you know have no you have no honor i thought klingons was supposed to do about honor and, and he says you have no idea what honor yeah is, no that's or true something like that yeah because um, i remember thinking and 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 which is him defining honor a way that is convenient yeah. for him. well and also the concept is it doesn't have to be the human concept of honor does that make sense it, like the universal translator no. or whatever can go like honor you know on a word that could like the Klingon right. thing could actually be something entirely different which i kind of liked it's true you know yeah, that's nice. It yeah, it kind of brings the gray into yeah. it, which I quite like. Um, um <laughs> where do you want to go next? Yeah. I, I wanted to like I, I wanted to like it more than I do. Um, okay, because uh, it's the first new TV Star Trek TV series in twelve years. I think I think I think uh, Enterprise ended in 05. And and so it's it's a long time since since we've had Star Trek on the TV, and I and I love episodic Star Trek. I, I have a great a great love for it. So I wanted it to be really something very special that was that was was kind of kind of filled that hole of like fun space adventures with some <laughs> philosophy mixed in, which is what I love about Star Trek. It's the it's the kind of like here's a philosophical problem. We're going to look at it through the lens of this really interesting sci-fi universe. That, that's kind of what Star Trek is to me. And that's why I don't especially like this focus on the the conflict. It was those episodes of Star Trek that I was always like, ah, okay, spin on a little bit. Uh, but it really seems to be, and, and it's it's probably why I'm a bit more okay with the uh, the, the odd episode here and here or there that just kind of goes, ah, forget all that's going on. Let's talk about an interesting subject. Um, like uh, there was the episode where, you had the uh, the logic extremists in uh, where, where there was the like the suicide blowing up guy when it was when it, when we first came. Oh yeah, when Sarek or whatever was dying yeah, Sarek, somewhere. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and, and yeah yeah exactly and 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 all that stuff where where they're communicating through mind melds and and that sort of stuff. I quite enjoy that sort of thing. Um, and and I think I think focusing it around a, a massive conflict is is a mistake, which is why I would like for them to tie that up. And and they kind of have in in the universe, but then they got they got shifted to to the uh, uh, to the, the mirror more universe, like universe. It's the more <laughs> warlike universe where they can focus more yeah. on war. And it's like ah, that's not what Star Trek is is to me. That's kind of what the movies are for. It's, it's like the movies of the, okay. rest, the WrestleManias to tie up these these storylines, and then we <laughs> do the interesting philosophical stuff in between on Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> no, that's I could get with that. I mean. I'm going to bring it up now, and I'm going to say that the the show you might want is the Orville. Okay. Because I don't know who it's for. No, I'm I'm curious and, because I've had such a distaste of Seth MacFarlane since A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah, and it's not going to cure you of that, but no. it's him playing Star Trek because he can afford to, okay. and he's bringing his mates along for the ride. The one I started watching and haven't finished yesterday stars fucking um, uh, Charlie Theron. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, and the one the other day, like uh, Liam Neeson popped up in. Oh, cool. Okay, just little bits. Just, but Charlie Theron's okay. the main character running through it. Huh. Um, it's weirdly, it's it's kind of familiar. It feels like Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, um, it's very evenly lit. Weirdly evenly lit. Like TV doesn't look like this anymore, <laughs> um, which makes it look kind of cheap and kind of floaty, but but bright almost. No, well, not. I mean, it's just like an old form of television. But at this point, that's new again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Star Trek Disco is kind of at the arse end of this kind of like peak TV, let's make it look all cinematic, but isn't really doing anything of substance. Yeah, that's true. 
Whereas, whereas the Orville is, it's not really doing anything of substance, but it's making you think it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll have and to watch it then. And it's kind of doing it in a way that's like, like pleasantly old and, and, and there's no audience for this, but because one man has enough, you know, uh, rub in Hollywood, he can get away with it. All right. Interesting. Like huh. I'm amazed. It's apparently they've both been renewed. Oh, good. Okay. I did see, I did see that. So we're getting more Star Trek discovery and more Orville, okay. which is a shock. Like the Orville should not exist on a main street. Like it weirds me out that it's on Fox. This goes right? on. Yeah. That. Well, I don't know if it's shown on Fox. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's certainly, it's certainly made by them. Um, Fox. Yeah. But, just looking at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, it, that would make sense because it's on Fox over here, like we discussed. Yeah. Um, but it weirded me out that the disco is on on the your app thing. Yeah. And the Orville's on mainstream TV. Whereas yeah, it doesn't make any sense, does it? If you were going to attract an audience, they would be flipped. Right. Yeah. You think real Star Trek, quote unquote, should be on on a major network, and 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 knock off Casino Royale Star Trek should be on some streaming service. Not not necessarily in those terms, <laughs> but the fact that the, the the Star Trek thing as it exists is is like modern TV. Yeah. Whereas the Orville is kind of like, for want of a better word, cheap looking. Okay. Because that's the look they're going for. That's the style they're going for. It's very static. The camera okay. angles are very held. Okay. Everything about it, just the way it moves, the way it looks, the way space looks, the way everything about it really, uh-huh. is just very, very 90s. In the same way, actually, that, um, well, the two episodes I saw of it in the cinema, the, um, uh, the Inhumans thing uh-huh. that ABC did, that looks like the like big budget 90s tv the oh yeah Orville looks the same way didn't you describe it as like um uh, space precincts to me at one point yeah it kind of is yeah it, you know that or any of those kind of yes you're, you're selling like the oval to me in a way soft. that hasn't hasn't been it hasn't been sold to me before this it's it's a bit more and more appealing the more you talk about it it's i i think i want you to watch at least episode three and maybe four i think was the other one okay and and tell me what you think of it because I don't know I don't know who it's for. Okay. But if it isn't for you, then it's for no one. Do you want me to start there, or do you want me to to, to uh, watch? I was going to just start at the beginning, but you do you, baby. Okay. <laughs> the first two are kind of a slog. They're like I I don't know what this is. Three is where they do something where I would say after the first ten minutes they forget the jokes and they just do a Star Trek episode. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's got a moral quandary and it involves the species and it involves people's perspective on things and whatnot. Cool. Okay. Whereas the first two are kind of like, we're going to set it up and here's another dick joke and it's a bit sure. awkward. And are you drinking a beer while flying a spaceship? Like kind of stuff. Okay. Cause it's it, not it, that it doesn't it, always do that. No, no, no. But it's intended to be a comedy, right? <sighs> I can't tell you cause <laughs> I don't that, get okay, it. Okay. All right. It's intended to be Seth MacFarlane going, I like Star Trek. I'm going to make some Star Trek. <laughs> All right. Like it's, it's like fan fiction. It's like weird, which is one of the girls I work with is a big Star Trek fan. She says she treats discovery as fan fiction. That's interesting because I, I, I treat the JJ Abrams movies in that, in that way as in being, yeah, like I think fiction. she actually everything that's beyond that golden era or whatever the nineties sure. probably is fan fiction. She would probably put the movies in there as well. Okay. Um, but I, I never, I've never asked her what she makes of the Orville. But it feels like it's someone. I, I think they've got like um, not necessarily Rick Berman, but who's your other guy who was big? Uh, One of the big DS Nine. There's a name I recognise who's been involved in it. Is it? Um, 
Uh, Robert Hewitt Wolf or Iris Stephen Bear, one of those two. Could be. Um, hey man, I'll bring it up. Oh, Brandon uh, Braga. That, that's it, Brandon Braga. Yeah. I knew there was a name I recognised that was involved in uh, in thing. And do you want my interesting fact about the uh, episode ten and episode five of the Orville and um, Disco Star Trek Disco? Sure, I'd love it. Both ep- uh, both episodes directed by Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay, good old. It was only takes. I hit skip intro on Netflix. Yeah. Um, when I was watching episode ten, and it it just hung on that card for a couple of seconds of directed by Jonathan Frakes. Like, and then I was kind of like, wait, hang on a minute. I went back to the Orville in uh, on Now TV and was kind of like, didn't that say it was directed by uh, Jonathan Frakes? And they both. So he's done one in both worlds. Excellent. I love it. He did. He's doing the Charlie's Throne one that I'm currently halfway through. Okay. Cool. I like me some Frakes, so that's great. Two different, more different shows in terms of like I'm going to bring my style to it. I couldn't imagine. No, but it's nice to see him just working. It so. is definitely, yeah. Two Interesting. Texts. So uh, on on the the subject of other things that are like Star Trek, um, have you seen the first episode of season four of Black Mirror? No, I've seen a picture of it. Okay, watch that, and we we should discuss that at some point. I watched it yesterday, and I, and it was it was fun. Yeah. Any, anything else to say on Disco? I wish they'd kept Lorca more separate. Yeah. Yeah, he becomes he one very of much the team after a while, isn't he? It? Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it softens him a little bit. It I does, think. that's true, yeah. Um, I'm just running through my notes, seeing if there's anything worth mentioning. Um, unmotivated lens flares are silly. There was one lens flare that just happened in the second half of the pilot that just kind of came from nowhere. Yeah. Uh, bomb on a corpse, classy. Yep, that's true. Uh, autism roommate uh, keep Lorca separate science versus war was nicely handled in episode 3 okay or 2 no episode 3 um, and again like if, if you were going to do it and you weren't going to show the preamble when she gets delivered the um, the box of her uh, oh like decode this possessions yeah oh oh that I see what you're sort of saying yeah uh-huh. you know here's a knackered telescope and here's all my things that I wanted you to have and she has that reaction yeah would have been so much better. Oh, it would have. That's true. Um, like, who is this, and why uh, is she getting these things? Exactly. Like, you'd kind of get that, but she's a captain. But then, what did she do for her not to love the captain that she always loved? Yeah. I'm, also, Michelle Yeoh. Like, it really bothered me because um, you knew way before it started that um, Jason Isaacs was the captain, and then all of a sudden, Michelle Yeoh is near. Like, well, she's Michelle Yeoh is the captain, and then there was something about like, oh, there's two captains, and it's like, oh, so Michelle Yeoh is going to be dead by the end of the pilot, yeah. then. And and I kind of called it, but if you'd had her just sort of somehow like pepper her throughout the entire series, yeah, rather than just have her as someone who walked a bloody Starfleet badge in the sand when they could have just let off a flare, I don't know. Yeah, it that, felt, been, that, felt, that felt a little bit pretentious, didn't it? I I don't know about pretentious, but it was certainly kind of like, all right, yeah, I, yeah, all right, <laughs> we get it, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, sexy older Starfleet lady. Sexy I like that. Admiral. She was kind of. I oh kind of yeah, like yeah, When yeah. she walked into a room, she really kind of like. Not that I was powerfully attracted to her or whatever, but but she kind of exuded something, and she I did. thought that that actress carried that really well. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah. And then you get that later on, don't you? When uh, sexy whiskey time is what I've got written down for ex- episode six, when her and Lorca get together. For yeah. Um, the best captains list was just a kind of uh, fan service thing at one point. Yeah, it was. That's true. Because you, you saw 
Pike on there and stuff, didn't you? Yeah, and, and wasn't um, Quantum Leap on there as well? Archer, yeah. Uh, I forget who else, but like Saru, his nick goes like, who are the best captains or whatever in the computer list, like, lists alone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, when the Tardigrade left, he was Thor, which was Thortigrade. Because <laughs> he got that like whole like... He did, like, didn't he? That's true. And he disappeared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's cool. When they run around the ships, the shirts say disco, and I really dug that. I would totally buy a shirt that said disco. I didn't see that. That's nice. They, they, when they when they're training and stuff, they just say disco on the nice. Um, uh, drunk engineer guy is all space drunk groovy. I've got written down. Um, oh, when Sarek is in his, uh, I don't know whether it's in, when he's in vision or whether whether he's actually dying and he's got stubble. Yeah. The stubble seems to start right below his eyes and just go all the way down. It's just got stubble everywhere. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, disco, disco, awkward drunk. Uh, Gormanganda Space Cow is subtext machine, is what I've got written down. Subtext machine? The, uh, well, the, the whale? Kind of like, space whale? It was thing? in pain, but they were in pain. Yeah. It just everything, every time they were talking about them, it was just the subtext of whatever it was. Okay. Um, the Harry Mudd thing was spoiled by the previously on. Do you think he's ever coming back? Cause, cause I don't know, because when he left, it felt pretty final. original series E. It, yeah. I, I, it's because um, that's, that's the worry I have, is that they kind of made a bit of a big deal of this in the promotion of like, and we're going to have some classic characters who you'll recognize. And he was in it for two episodes. I don't know if Rain Wilson's yeah. coming back ever. He can he can get away from his wife just for yucks True. and then go back. True, yeah. They'll find a way to do it if they want to do it. Yeah. Um, episode eight felt removed. Oh yeah, meet a uh, oh the forest Patronus thing. I have Willow the Wisp and Patronus as my jokes <laughs> for the nice. episode eight glowing glowing bits. But I like that they met a new species and that guy just jammed his hand. Yeah. In. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that was pretty fun. Let me see if I can jam my hand. In. Yeah. Um, the Tyler gonna die speech, which was when he was kind of like, uh, I've got a, I just want to go up and catch trout on my farm. Oh yeah, uh huh. It did very much. And that's why like I that. thought they were gonna kill him. Uh, Saru's creepy touching in episode seven or episode eight rather. You know when he was coming in, he's kind of like, oh no, we just want to stay here with them. And he had like necks, and he just starts rubbing. Oh, them. you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So creepy. That was very creepy. So creepy touching. Um. I don't know. I have no idea what that guy looks like outside of his makeup. Oh, Doug Jones. He's a weird looking guy. Okay. He's very thin. Yeah. Very thin, quite ginger, very pale. Huh. He's done a lot of um, Guillermo del Toro creatures over the years. Oh, that makes sense. I can see him. Um, I liked what they were getting out that whole uh, with the, I forget what they were called. The What was the planet called in those last two episodes? Uh, Harvins or something like that. I mean, Harvin like, something like that? Yeah, Harvin something like that. Harvin, but those guys, the guys on Harvin, something like that. They're one of the Whisper the, guys. Yeah, that they had no sense of good or bad. They were just trying to create harmony. Yes. I kind of dug that. I kind yeah, of, me too. I kind Parvo. of got what they were going for. Parvo. Parvo, yeah. I kind of got what they were going for with that, but they didn't quite get it right for me. No, and that felt um, very original series to me as well. Like the, the smoke monster, glowy kind of, in like non-humanoid alien type thing. They they got away from that a lot in the later series it always just seemed to be particularly in voyager that a, a new group of people with slightly different brow ridges or you know wobbly okay. noses and stuff uh, and, and so i kind of enjoyed i enjoyed that oh i see doug jones okay yeah i recognize his face 
the setup from eight into nine was not the crescendo I expected. I expected going to fall out, all out war rather, and they kind of went, um, they went a bit sideways, yeah, and just started doing something else again, which was indicative of the whole series as a whole. Um, the the episode nine music was really Star Warsy. It all sounded like Luke's theme to me. Huh. Da, 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 da. And it really, I don't know, it really took me out of it. I have to rewatch that. The music in general to me is okay, not great. Um, okay. The 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 main theme doesn't have the kind of grand grandeur or gravitas of, that I would expect from a, a, a Star Trek theme. It's fine, but it's not great. Um, the Orville. Okay, I'll check out the Orville again. The, the title sequence. Just let me know if you, if the, if that title sequence doesn't work for you. Okay. As a kind of like, yeah, that's what I want. All then, right. Good. Then, the show probably won't. Again, it felt a bit more JJ to me in that it's, it's more subtle and, and kind of they're going for that cinematic rather than the big, I don't know, modern cinematic, I should say, which is okay. a bit, which which to me, a lot of modern cinematic score is a bit nondescript and kind of the samey, so. Oh, but the, uh, I always thought the Giacchino music in those last Star Wars was so bombastic that I loved it. It was good. It was kind of like, it built and built and built and then just when you threw crescendo, it was going to build some more. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, it is. It was just crazy. It is really good, actually. And, and actually, so that, that's I'm, I was more thinking of things like the Marvel movies, where it's just like, okay. you know, press press one for generic cinematic score here. Yeah, I except it. Ragnarok, which I love the music. Which from, is yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. No, I get. I could have done with that's a bit fair. more more electronic in that if we're going to talk about that, but never mind. In, in Ragnarok. Ragnarok? Yeah. Did we not do an episode on we Ragnarok? Did, we did an episode on Ragnarok. I just don't think... I don't know whether I actually mentioned that. Oh, fair enough. Um, actually, that's not been released, has it? That'll come out later. No, we, um, we will do an episode on Ragnarok. We will. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, uh, Giorgio's badge. It's the anti-Last Jedi, where all the um, incompetent people somehow succeed by being assholes rather than... Uh, Rather than failing to learn their lessons, it's true. Like I'm going to be an asshole. You've you've done all right. Well done. Well, well done. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Um, uh, the Klingon disruptors make people go <laughs> when they when they die. Does <laughs> that one? You know, with that one, he, uh, Ash Tyler, you know, leaps forward <laughs> at the last minute, grabs the disruptor, and shoots someone, and they just kind of go. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of made me laugh. Like I think it was meant to be like a little scream, but it was like I, I think it's supposed to be faster than that. See. Hang on, let me see what I can do. Like that. I think yeah. it's... But they kind of just pop out of existence. Marvellous. Uh, which I quite enjoyed. Um, artificial feeling of the wrap-up of the arcs, but that was fine. I was happy enough with that. It felt satisfying, but I knew it was kind of the saccharine version of things. Yeah. Um, I've got a note that says Stamets is dying one way or another, but he didn't. Um and then I thought the the ending was actually a nice hook to keep you. And this is a question, actually. This is both an observation and a question for you. Okay. The the ending of the 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 episode nine, where they're like, we don't know where we are. Pull away, wreckage, slightly purple sky. Yeah. You know, we're, we're in another universe, kind of thing. Um, it's a nice enough hook to keep you going. Sure question mark <laughs> yeah yeah i think if, if, if i'd watched it in order and was waiting right now for episode 10 i think i would have been like "Ooh, mirror universe let's watch the next one yeah okay. yeah i would have no, it, 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 it was enough to suck you in because yeah. i kind of like the um because they've shown you enough jumps and then when because this is something i think we might 
get back to in 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 as episode eleven or twelve or whatever rolls on. When uh, they show the ship jumping, when they do it 130 times, it always spins and falls down. Yeah. And then when it goes wrong, when Stamets like collapses, like, ah! it kind of yeah. spins both ways and goes both ways. Yes, I noticed that. So I wonder if there's a disco in the regular universe. Well, they they uh, okay. I won't spoil anything. There's 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 some discussion of that in in episode ten. Oh really? Whether, yeah, whether they say whether they've sheared off? Yeah, yeah. They 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 talk about that very issue. Yeah, I won't. I won't oh, go, okay, nice, I won't go nice. any further. With oh, it, no, just... I then then that yeah, because I I've got nice enough hook slash two discos question mark. Yeah, as my end of episode ten uh, kind okay. of thing. I I really wish they'd killed Tyler, but I think they're trying to do something with him where he's a sleeper agent or something because he's still clearly under the power of L- Lorel Lorraine Lorraine. It's funny, um, I actually, there's actually a woman called Lorraine who works uh, in the data center where I work, but it's nice. spelled all, all Utah, so okay. it's spelled big L, little A, big R, A-Y-N-E. Oh, Christ. Which, which, okay. which if, you, if you put an apostrophe in between the A and the R, is a Klingon name. Yeah, no, it's not far <laughs> off. Wow. Um Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But clearly, sh- there's there's more than just giving herself up and wanting to wear a a mocap uniform that uh, that she's aboard Disco for. You know. So yes, I think. Yes. You know, and the you know, is it in ten where she's like, "I'll never let them hurt you" or whatever. Some, yeah, I think it's in ten. Yeah. Or is that still in nine? Uh, yeah. There's, there's, um, those, those they kind of blur together, so it's in one of the two. Right. They do for you because you watched them all. <laughs> True. Like in the last twenty minutes, um, <laughs> on multiple screens at the same time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to stay watching it. If I'm honest, if you want to, if you want to do this again at the end of the first series, then I'll stay watching it. Yeah, I'm, I'm undecided myself, so uh, I'm, I'm not completely sold on the idea of, of, of us talking about the rest of it. But if I keep watching it, then I might say, well, if if I if I watch the next two or three episodes then let's say we'll do it but um i don't know it's still i i i'm definitely going gonna go back and finish episode 10 um yeah i'll probably finish episode 10 and then but, go from there with it really yeah i just i don't know how it's gonna go beyond that i don't think it's a hundred percent because like tv time for me is quite limited a lot of the time and i've yeah. i've watched i think i watched all of these on the tv okay. uh, apart from some of episode 10 uh i don't know that it's something that feels as vital for television watching as as which is a shame because i it like is. to watch things you know i like to go to the cinema i don't really want to watch stuff on my phone or ipad yeah but it doesn't at the moment it doesn't grab me as a kind of thing where i'm like like westworld was the last one where i started watching it on jay's sky go app or whatever mm-hmm. and then eventually i got the now tv app for the first time because i wanted to watch it on the tv it felt like it demanded my attention like that yeah okay Whereas this has gone the other way <laughs> yeah that's a shame that really is a shame so, yeah but I mean, I think, I, weirdly i think i'll watch the end of the rest of the series of orville because it's such an oddity to me yeah i'm, I'm, I'm like it'll yeah. gonna try and find out how i'm i'm to watch it because if it's on fox then i'm gonna have to probably watch it on some kind of on-demand service um to be able to catch I, it i don't even know i'm afraid yeah, I'll have to probably have to use my Comcast Xfinity on-demand shit, and that means I've got ads. But no, never mind. I'll I'll, I'll still give it a watch. Yeah. yeah, I. If I could share my thing with you, I would. 
Yeah, it's all good. I'll figure but it out. I, the transatlantically, that just doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I'd be interested to see what you make of that. I mean, that's a real oddity, and I can't say it's better because it's not. But it, okay. it kind of, in terms of, I've watched all of those on my phone, I think. So I haven't even watched them on the iPad. I've watched them four inches rather than... Sure, sure. And and it works quite well because I think it smushes down some of the cheapness of it. Um, okay. But... I'd be interested to see what it looks like on my 60-inch I, I will be fascinated to know because... It, but I think it might be a look you really respond to as a fan. It might it, be, yeah. I think it looks like the next generation because it's consciously being there. And I think yeah. it's kind of... It's probably comfortably familiar because it's ripping off so much that I've forgotten. Okay. But there's something, it's got something about it that I kind of find less stressful than disco. Whereas disco is kind of like disco. So I have a weird thing, as you know, where I kind of, I can, um, what's the right way to put it? Because I wasn't planning to say this. Um, score it against its ambition. Okay. Or it's pretense. So disco pretends to be this grand, big, huge thing. Yes. And 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 its ambition is kind of like, we're going to be this big, huge, new uh, televisual Star Trek, and you're going to love it. And it, yes. and it. and it wet farts so early in that ambition. It does. You know, and whereas the Orville goes, we're just going to be some fucking fan film, comfortable bullshit with dick jokes. Yeah. And it nails it every minute of every episode. Okay. All right. So it's it's living up to its own expectations. Yeah, but it's still not good. No, 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 no. But 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 that's because its expectations aren't necessarily good because they're dick jokes and I like Star Trek and I've got enough money yeah, to, like to make a, a Star Trek in, show. There's a bit in the last one I watched where, and if you can cut this clip in, I'll be amazed, where they blow up something and the guy on the helm stands up and goes like, did you see that? Boom, bitch! And just kind of does all this like... <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there on that board! Lieutenant! Sorry? Well done, Lieutenant. Boom. And it's not a funny joke. A lot of the jokes aren't very funny because because they're very flat delivery, you know? But and and to be honest, yeah. I think it's because he doesn't really want there to be jokes there. But yeah, so I'm on episode five, so I assume that's in episode four, or the very start of episode five. Okay. Um no, it's in four. It's in four because yeah. it's the B story to four, which I, I won't tell you what okay. the story, but they have to go somewhere and they have to stop something while something else is happening somewhere else. Um, yeah, it's in four. And okay. it's just kind of like you wouldn't get that in a Star Trek and you wouldn't get any of the kind of like, are you drinking a beer? Or like, uh, you know, um, there's a there's a bit where they have to explain to the data android what a dick is and he thinks calling someone a dick is a compliment. And uh, I don't know. It's a lot of it's a lot of stuff okay. that's just kind of like oh yeah that's like data or that's like whatever or you know and they've got the really strong female character and I don't know. Go, going back to disco actually speaking about androids I was kind of disappointed that the there's a, there's an android in the uh, on the, the Shinjo is that yeah. the name of the original ship um uh, who's kind of like a roly faced uh, uh daft punk kind of android and i was really disappointed that that android wasn't in in the the main crew because that was a cool look it, uh, note to note it's my second note it says daft punk and thx on the bridge for yeah. episode one and uh but you get um the weird like nebula you do exactly you? which isn't as isn't as vis in, uh, visually appealing to me as the daft punk robot no but you do get the daft punk and then the guy with the big thing yeah. running around the back of his head um 
Yeah. That I really want there to be like cool beans or something to be running across <laughs> on his visor. Rad. It's like some sort of rad <laughs> with three A's uh, and an exclamation Okay, mark. so... But yeah, there's a lot yeah, of that the, kind the, of stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a mixed bag for me, D- Disco. I, I want to like it more than I do. That's that's my problem right now. Okay. Is I really... I really it, and that's why I'm kind of intrigued by the Orville because uh, you're not the first person to tell me... Um, check out the Orville if you if if what you want is is just more TNG kind of okay yeah no I yeah yeah that's true I think I think I, you'll have yeah. to tell me because for me it's just such an oddity because it shouldn't yeah. be being made it's like how it are they getting away with shown this? on mainstream TV yeah. it's for no one like I don't know who's watching it um there was uh that's kind uh, of how I feel like it's, it's 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 a much cheaper to, to make show obviously so it probably gets made because it's cheap but there's a a revival right now of um the gong show that's shown over here which is which was a a, a, right. uh, a TV game show in the seventies, I think, and and it's um, Will Arnett and Mike Myers have got together to do it, and Mike Myers plays a character in prosthetics, but he's like a legendary game show host, and it's like, how are they how are they making this? Because it just gets celebrities on, and then the the whole premise of the show is variety acts come on and they gong them or score them out of ten. That's the whole premise of the show, and they're weird variety acts, and. Um, I don't know how they're getting away with making it because it is utter anarchy in, in a fairly delightful, but you can't watch too many of them kind of way. Um, and it's, I, I don't know how they're getting away with it. So yeah, the Orville is kind of similar to that. And I just wonder whether it's the execs kind of going, that they're just watching that downward trend on their ad revenue graphs and just being like, whatever, do something different. Fuck it, exactly. we'll try everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, it could be true. I mean, like, especially with an Orville where they're like, just go to the cash cows. Who have we Seth got? Seth MacFarlane wants to make Star like, Trek. Okay. <laughs> how much is it going to cost an episode? Can we afford to make a loss on that for a year? Yeah, okay. Are we selling the Disney? Yeah, okay. Let's just fucking Can do it. Can we call it Star Trek? Once nope. the Disney money comes through, it's not going to yeah. be our problem. <laughs> um, yeah, what was I going to say? Though? I had a point and oh, I sorry, lost it. Right. No. Oh, I tell you one thing that um, I wasn't going to say because it's it doesn't spoil part of the Orville. It's just a running gag in the background of the Orville. There was a point where I was watching one of these last two episodes of uh, Disco, and it hadn't come back to a storyline in a while. I was like, "Where's that space guy who's trying to fuck the Doctor all the time?" Like, and then I was thinking, like, it's real bold that they do this in this show. It's from the Orville. I was kind of like, why is it? Yeah, but it was the Orville. It's literally just a gelatinous orb that's always trying to bang the Doctor in uh, in, in the Orville, and it's just like one time in an episode, he'll keep going to sickbay with some other sickness, that's and he's like, funny. "So what are you doing later?" And it's, I think the Blob is played by um, Norm Macdonald. <laughs> yeah, and it was just a moment where I was kind of like, "Has oh, really? one?" It's so bold while they're doing all this dramatic stuff. They keep doing that as well. They they did this little bit of ha ha while they're doing the rest of it, and I was kind of like, "Oh no, wait, two different shows, wrong show." And that was just the only moment no, where I kind show. of confused the two of them completely. <laughs> Marvelous. Huh, yeah, so I mean, this uh, goes. Oh, what a downbeat episode! Yeah, seriously, this <laughs> goes fine, but not great. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not what I wanted it to be, but I don't hate it. Um, and, and and I feel like actually that's kind of an upbeat ending because we live in in a world where you either hate or love things these days and there's no room for something in between. And I feel like I'm kind of in between on it because I don't, I don't hate it. I do enjoy it when I'm watching it, but it's just not quite reached the heights that I wanted it to reach and not quite, it doesn't quite have the qualities that I wanted it to have. I know what the point was I was going to make or the question I was going okay. to ask. 
Um, in any other era of your life, would you have given uh, this show disco longer to germinate? Or do you think it's a, no. it's a statement about how you, you need something to be as good as it can be at the beginning to really grab you? Like, cause if you think about like Voyager was real rough, um, got me from the, the first start, but I was three like 13, years. The... So. What's that? It got me from the start, but I was like 13. So you can't, can't really okay. judge, but, but yeah, you're right with, with, uh, I think you were going to go on to say the first like two and a half seasons of, of TNG, right? Next Jenna, just dog yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, they're like, awful, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some stuff in there. I really love now, like the weird space casino one and, yeah, and and watching Encounter of Farpoint really amazing. Rough. Like the, the the first one with uh, with with Q in it, where he's dressed and he's got like the geisha outfit on almost. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's 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 crap. But I think the the correct answer to it is no. I, I absolutely absolutely wouldn't wouldn't have because I, I've got a good evidence for for me not doing that, and that's Enterprise. I think I watched f- the first three or four episodes of Enterprise on Sky when it came out, and I was like, done. Okay. Right. Like, f- you, Rod Stewart. Always sounded like a Rod Stewart song. Getting Get from, from there to here. To here. <laughs> Getting from there to here. I recorded those for my friend Chris at uni, and I was just kind of like, "This is not good." And there was, was so just that one Klingon running through a cornfield for That's like the first episode. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then like, like a green silo they... blows up after they shoot it once with a phaser. It's like, ah, this is dog shit. It's like Quantum Leap. Come on, man. You used it to be did. cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that was a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'd have given it more credit if it had cut to the bridge and and he'd been like, "Oh boy." I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, no, I, I I weirdly fell back into it when we were on our road trip in '06. Did you? Yeah. How did you? We, uh, it was it was before we we picked you up in Denver. Every night we stopped, there was an episode Hello, that, that just, Hello, Denver! There just happened to be an episode of of uh, Enterprise on. And, I, and I, I was like, this is actually catching me. This is actually kind of decent. And okay. it must have been the last season of it, because I, mean, I think it finished in 05, so that would have been reruns even. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and at that yeah, point, that, 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 those, were they those last... episodes and things? Yeah, pretty much. Right, so they just um, didn't give a shit. <laughs> no, they, didn't, they knew they were cancelled, so they were just like, let's just let's just tie it up. Um, yeah. But there's there's a, there's a there's a few decent episodes in that last season, and the very last episode got a hell a hell a ton. Okay, I'm gonna go with that. A hell a ton. <laughs> the last episode got a hell a ton of shit from the fans, but I loved it. I thought it was great. What was Freaks, the last episode? It had Freaks and uh, and um, uh, Marina Sirtis in it as uh, as as um, Riker and Troy. And oh, and they're looking at some fucking historical archive. archive I think footage. I've seen clips yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Freak, Freak, uh, Reich is preparing to give like a speech to the Federation, and uh, and he's studying the events that led up to a great speech that Archer gave, and right. uh, and it's it's really good. I actually really liked it. Tremendous. So on that note. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you gave up on Enterprise and ended up liking it more than you like Discovery now. Or potentially more than you'll probably like the Orville if you give that a go in time. Thanks for tuning yeah. in, folks. <laughs> Great. I'm going to watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go and try and find uh, an episode of the Orville to watch, I think. Nice. Yeah, yeah. let me know what you make of it, because I think well, that could be what you want. I'm just not 100% sure. 
all of it will be. I don't know. I need to read up on what people made of Disco and of Orville, but I, I know I'm slightly more fascinated than of uh, with sorry the Orville than I am with uh, Disco. Just because yeah. Disco feels like it's got all like does this turn all the gear no idea? Do you know that? Uh, I I haven't heard it, but I can kind of infer from 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 it what it might might mean. It's like they've got all the tools to do it, but they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like. Star Trek, all the gear, no idea, is disco. It's like a 12-year-old with a Ferrari. It's like he yeah. wants it, but he doesn't really know how to operate it. Yeah, and it's all shiny and cool, but he's just like, you know. Yeah. Sit in the drive, <laughs> revving the engine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and, uh, interesting. Not that the Orville's much better, but at least uh, at least it, it's kind of got a bit of love in it, I think, even if it's, yeah. even if it's, its own particular kind of shit. So. Sure, sure. Uh, and not that either are particularly good, but I'm more. Inclined, I think there's only ten episodes of the Orville anyway, so I'm pretty okay. more inclined to think I'll watch all of those. But then Fair I might enough. watch all of Disco on my phone now. I just don't think I'm going to make time to to sit and get it at the TV. You know, early yeah. on it, it got me with the visuals where I was kind of like, oh, it's got a lot of scope. I, this deserves the television. Yeah, and, in and truth, does, I don't it, think it does. No, I, th- I think you're right, and I, I I haven't watched one on on my TV since I think episode five. Oh shit! On, have you been watching on my on my iPad in the bath? Oh, fair enough. That's that's nice and relaxing. I yeah, can involve with that. Did they kill or did they leave her in a wheelchair? Old Admiral Hardbutt. Uh, good question. No, I think she's still alive. I think she made it out in episode nine, didn't she? Yes, because she's not yeah. on the ship. So I think there wasn't there a throwaway line where they were kind of like her medical shuttle safely arrived at whatever. I think I think I think there was yeah. Just to get rid of her, because yeah. which made me think like, well, the fucking doctor up there is no good, then is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's too busy treating his uh, his fella, isn't he? Oh, good old them. They did that sweet uh, cheap horror movie trick at the end of episode five. I oh, where where he's looking into the mirror and his eyes go yeah. black or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's but he moves away and he's still stood there in the reflection. I was like, oh, that's uh, like every every film school horror guy did that trick because it's <laughs> like, wait, we can just cut it down the middle and he can still be there. You know? <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. Nice. Yeah. Cheap, At least it wasn't cheap. gunshot cut to black. Gunshot cut to black. <gasps> You can find us at facebook.com slash gamfcast. You can find us at at gamfcast on Twitter. You can find us at at instagamf on Instagram. You can email us at gamfcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Gamf.